thank you for joining me as I guide you through this forest therapy. If you're able to escape to a forest or nature, please do not wear earbuds for safety reasons. If you are unable to escape into nature, I encourage you to do so later with or without my voice. But for now, imagine being surrounded by trees, forest, nature, and sink yourself in to the earth. If you are in nature, perhaps taking your socks off and feeling the earth, nothing between skin and God's creation. Before we begin, I'd love for you to create space in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, to invite the Holy Spirit in, to experience the indwelling of his presence and you being present in his creation of nature. If you would take a few deep breaths with me, inhaling through the nostrils and exhaling through the nostrils while you fill up your belly, I encourage you to take the shoulders out of your breath. And if you imagine prana as being life force and the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, would you inhale deeply, inviting spirit, Ruah, throughout your mind, body, spirit, and soul. A couple more deep breaths as you exhale yourself, your toxins, your chaos, any storms, any anxiety, any fortune telling. Just exhale to be present with your maker and his creation. Breathing deeply. begin to return back to your natural breath. Whether you're in nature, surrounded by a forest of trees, some trees, or you're just imagining being wrapped up in greenery, in nature, in air, and oxygen. Breathe in God's air. Breathe out the toxins of life. As you imagine or truly feel your foot, your skin on earth, Imagine what that looks like being deeply rooted in the creator of the universe. Looking back into the story of creation and how he formed earth out of nothing, light out of darkness, oceans and stars, animals, water, ground, flowers, trees, walking on his earth, feeling rooted and grounded in Christ. Slowly, the entire foot, from heel to arch, to ball, to 
to toes, every square inch feeling, enveloping, dwelling within every square inch of him, his presence, his creation. Perhaps you can hear the birds, the leaves, the pine needles, other leaves, noticing everything around you, feeling and sensing every sensation, breathing it deeply in. If available, walking to the nearest tree or imagine deeply, truly seeing a tree, what it really looks like, walking up to it, noticing the whole tree coming closer and closer zooming in from your once bird's eye view of the forest to the tree and to the bark of the tree touching the tree noticing its textures noticing how unique god created this tree you wrap your arms around this tree perhaps they go all the way around Perhaps there's no way that you can fully hug this tree. And if possible, placing your ear to the trunk, the life, the core, the spirit of the tree, noticing what God has created intimately for us to enjoy, to have dominion over, to breathe in, this creation, this tree is as unique as you are, my friend. And in First Chronicles 16.33, it says, The trees of the forest will shout for joy before the Lord. If you listen, you might hear all creation praising him. There's hope for a tree. Job 14 says if it's cut down, it will sprout again. Its shoots will not die. If its roots grow old in the ground and its stump starts to die in the soil, the scent of water makes it thrive and produce twigs. It doesn't die, it's rooted. For us, this is true. There is hope, just as there is hope for a tree that never dies. We rely on the living water, just as a tree senses water, it grows deeper and deeper, as we might be familiar with in Psalms 1. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction 
and you meditate on it day and night. He, you, are like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever you do, my friend, you prosper in. Perhaps you turn the other ear and listen and sense as if we were listening to a seashell. We listen to this tree. We listen to the spirit that's in the tree. But I am like a flourishing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in God's faithful love forever and ever. The righteous thrive like a tree. They grow like a cedar. And gently releasing your grasp on the tree and stepping away from it. Seeing it once again close. Begin to step further and further away. Seeing it as a whole. Imagining the roots. Perhaps you can see some of them or some of them coming through the ground. Starting at the base of the trunk. Going all the way up the tree. Noticing branches and offshoots. And how each branch is different. How each leaf is different. Are there any blooms on this tree? Its leaves do not wither. You are flourishing like this tree. And the righteous thrive. Grows like cedar. As you look at this tree opening up the palms to receive Proverbs 11.30 that says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and a wise person captivates people. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Realizing that the tree in front of you does not look like this in the winter. The winter it's barren and brown and appears to be dead. But we know that winter is a required season for our roots to go deep, to spread wide, to wrap around Christ as he is our vine. He is our living center, our core, just as that trunk is. He is the vine and we are the branches. Perhaps you move on or perhaps you have a seat on the earth, noticing and feeling, sensing everything around you. What do you hear? What are you taking notice of? Listen with your heart. See with your spiritual eyes. Hope delayed makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Our hope is in Jesus. 
the world needs to know this. If you look around at his creation, nothing else makes sense. Any story outside of Genesis just doesn't make sense. How old are the things that you're looking at? How deep do you think their roots go? How many rings on that trunk do you think there are? You will indeed go out with joy and be peacefully guided and mountains and hills will break into singing before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, a cypress will come up and instead of a briar, a myrtle will come up. This will stand as a monument for the Lord, an everlasting sign that will not ever be destroyed. There's many stories about trees in the Bible. What do you think God is telling us through all of these different trees? All of the different parables that he tells his disciples and his followers about trees. Notice any tree in front of you, around you. Look around at the different variations. What is God saying through his creation? Isaiah 61 says to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, festive oil instead of mourning, and splendid clothes instead of despair. And they will be called righteous trees planted by the Lord to glorify him. The tree of life to glorify God. You are like a tree planted in the house of God, flourishing as your roots go deep into him. You will be like a tree planted by water. And it sends its roots out towards the stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes. Your leaves, your fruits remain green. It will not worry in a year of doubt or cease producing fruit. Don't you love that in Jeremiah? You're not going to cease producing fruit even when there's a drought or dryness in your life. Continue to notice and continue to exhale yourself as you inhale Christ. Perhaps you close your eyes to listen more keenly on the sounds of the forest. Letting your breath settle. 
letting your body become comfortable and your mind and your heart become still. This is what the Lord God says, that I will take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and plant it. I will pluck a tender sprig from its topmost shoots and I will plant it on a high towering mountain. I will plant it on Israel's high mountain so that it may bear branches, produce fruit, and become a majestic cedar. Birds of every kind will nest under it, taking shelter in the shade of its branches. Then all the trees of the field will know that I am the Lord. I bring down the tall tree and make the low tree tall. I cause the green tree to wither and make the withered tree thrive. I, the Lord, have spoken and will do it. My friend, he's able to do anything exceedingly abundantly, more than you can ever ask, imagine, or think. It's beyond your wildest imagination. Bringing the senses back to sight if your eyes are closed, slowly blinking them. Open palms, wherever they may be lying, that you would open and receive. Open and receive. Open and receive that every good tree produces good fruit. And the opposite of that is true, as Matthew 7 tells us, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. What are you planting? Imagine those trees or plants or whatever nature you're looking at. Imagine those being in a seed form. Every good tree produces good fruit. We read this again later on in Luke. And he says, a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. And on the other hand, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs aren't gathered from thorn bushes or grapes picked from a bramble bush. A good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. Letting all of this goodness that you are, no matter where you've been or what you've done, no matter where, what that tree has endured or the storms that has come, its roots were strong and it still stands and it still thrives and it still bears good fruit. It's just like you, overflowing from the heart all of the goodness that God created when he created man, when he created humans. Go back all the way to the story of creation. We are his favorite creation. We are the only ones with a soul that has compassion for others, love for others, and can lead others to Christ and into eternity. If you look around you at those trees and any other elements of his creation story, can you imagine the real creation in the new Jerusalem? I believe that the things of the that we see on this earth, the beauty is just a, a replica. It's not the real thing, it's a carbon copy. The most beautiful place that you've been, the beauty that you're staring at now, there's so much more in heaven. 
we have everything we need in him, just like this tree or trees have everything that they need in him, the creator of life, the sustainer of life. They don't toil, they don't worry. The wind, the water, the storms, the summers and the springs all play into this thriving tree or the forest of trees that you're in. Romans 11:24 says, for if you were cut off from your native wild olive tree and against nature were grafted in to a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? Friend, you are grafted in, grafted into much more than a tree. You're grafted into the almighty, the maker, the creator of the universe. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. Revelations 22, 14 tells us. As we conclude our time together, I pray that forest therapy and forest bathing or nature therapy would begin to resonate deep within your soul as you not only connect with nature, which I pray in this chaotic, loud, technology-ridden world, that you would have this be a non-negotiable, that you would get into God's creation each and every day. I pray that this starts to birth something inside of you, that you would understand whether it's a tree, a beautiful vast forest, a flower, a baby, a puppy, whatever it might be, this beauty that God created for us to enjoy and embrace and be a part of. Be a part of. I am not anti-technology. It has its place, but I'm prayerful that it doesn't own you. You still own it and that you put it in its place, but that you begin to be still in order to hear God's still small voice because it's not in the earthquake and it's not in the fire, but it comes after the chaos when you're still and when you're quiet, when you quiet the world around you, sometimes we have to go into a forest to do that and to hear God's still small voice. Let his creation, let his tree branches, let his engrafted vines wrap you up and envelop you into this deep, deep ocean of love oceans of grace and may you begin to enjoy a slower quieter simpler rhythm of grace that he offers you be blessed thinking of you and hoping you enjoy god's creation even more